Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to The Brief. I'm Bear with BearIndependent.com. We are going to do The Brief today. If you're new here, go ahead and subscribe, ring the little bell icon. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love, and of course, make sure that you have not been unsubscribed by the YouTube algorithmic robots. Of course, as always, the show is brought to you by Refuge Medical. Dot com, which we'll talk more about later at the end of the brief. It's an interesting day. Uh, I've been, uh, I've got my written brief. I've also been uh, scouring the internet for news, and a lot of it's just fluff today. So maybe that's good news for this Monday. And of course, it's week seven of 50 weeks of preparedness. Today, we're going to be talking about water. If you don't have it, you will die. So you should probably prep some water. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. Bear Independent Brief 22, May 23. An old advertisement in which President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. asterisk emphasized personal responsibility has resurfaced. Personal responsibility, eh? Revealing the contrast between then and now. Now he is claiming no responsibility for the mounting debt as the debt ceiling looms large, saying that he would be, quote, blameless should the U.S. default. This fresh revelation of inconsistency has led to exchanges of accusations between politicians. At a news conference, Biden made clear that he considered a lot of the GOP proposals as, quote, simply, quite frankly, unacceptable, end quote. After the president mentioned that tax revenue is not off the table, which is a quote, tax revenue is not off the table, where you, you can't get blood from a stone, a-hole. I don't have any more money for you. Nobody else has any more money for you. Everything costs more money now. Uh, there's this little thing going on called inflation, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Now everything costs more money. I don't have any more money to give the government. 38% is too much already. And without jumping into that rabbit hole, that's federal tax. Then what about state tax and sales tax and property taxes and this and that? Like, a-hole, you already get 60-some percent of my money. Stop. 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 Like, you know, I was chastised once because I said, uh, you know, these politicians are spending money like drunken sailors on leave. And somebody said to me, yeah, but at least the sailors are spending their own money. Hmm, that's a fine point, semen. S-E-A-M-E-N. I love the fact that that's still a rank in the U.S. Navy. But I digress. So Biden said, quote, simply, quite frankly, unacceptable, and quote, tax revenue is not off the table. Kevin McCarthy said of Biden, quote, it seems as though he wants to fault more than he wants a deal, end quote. Interesting. It's, it seems as if controlled demolition of the system is what they're after. How interesting. Ted Cruz has accused Biden of scaremongering, saying, quote, he could take default off the table. Joe Biden doesn't want to take default off the table. Why? Because he wants to scaremonger, end quote. President Biden has complained about MAGA Republicans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Our representatives 
air quote, representatives are like petulant children. The MAGA Republicans, ooh, the scary people with the flags and stuff. Yeah, mostly peaceful protests, anybody? President Biden has complained about MAGA Republicans, has said that congressional Republican proposals were, quote, extreme, and that they could use a national default policy to damage him. To damage his, what, 20% approval rating? The guy's older than dirt. He's literally older than the dirt that I have outside of this building. Literally. I know this for a fact because I know when this property was developed. He is older than it. There's this wonderful meme that's going around on Instagram to the extent that I do IG. And by the way, major props to the Instagram algorithm. Only taking about 18 months to figure out that I much prefer to watch reels of people with chainsaws than I do to watch reels of whores. So, thank you, Meta. The AI, they're going to take over the world. It took them a year and a half to figure out I like chainsaws more than a horse. So, there's probably a little bit of room to maneuver there. Uh, but there's this awesome reel going around uh, with an image of Senator Dianne Feinstein in a wheelchair looking exactly like a zombie. And it's like, things that are younger than Dianne Feinstein, born in 1933. Microwave ovens. Videotapes. Uh, what else was on there? <laughs> Telephones. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's absurd. And then somebody commented on there, and it was a good comment. I know I'm in a rabbit hole, but I don't care. Um, somebody commented, it's interesting that the general population has basically decided that people in their 70s are, um, and I'm not... I'm not saying I agree with this, I'm just saying uh, that people in their 70s are seen as in the workforce of being um, difficult to employ because of their lack of uh, technological prowess and um, their ability to perform certain tasks. And yet, we have an entire nation run by people in their 70s and their 80s. Hmm. That's a fine, fine example. Um... So yeah, Instagram had a worldwide outage yesterday for about two hours, which is, I don't know, did somebody attack Meta digitally? Do I care? I don't know. I, I didn't, I lost zero sleep about it. But um, using a national default pol to politically damage Biden, it's like, what else could possibly politically damage Biden at this point? He's a horrendous president. He's a horrendous candidate. He's already old AF. Like, the idea of him running and, and winning in 2024 is laughable to me. Um, honestly, he's probably, he or his body double is a cyborg. And we know that this dude is getting shots of vitamin B12 in his ass every day, literally, so that he has the energy to be able to, like, trip up and down stairs getting on and off of Air Force One to perform the duty of the President of the United States of America. If, if Biden as president has not proved to you that the president is a figurehead only, I don't, I don't know if there's any hope for you at all at this point. Speaking of political damage, there's a new threat growing in the background as the 2024 election draws nearer. It is highly likely that artificial intelligence will be used to manipulate voters. In fact, the Republican National Committee has already used artificial intelligence to create an ad criticizing Biden's presidency. 
I'm sure that was really difficult. Uh, there's also some excellent memes of ChatGPT having done a Biden re-election uh, campaign ad. It's funny AF. You should maybe look those up. In fact, the Republican National Committee has already used artificial intelligence to create an ad criticizing Biden's presidency, but that's small potatoes compared to what may be on the horizon. On May 16th, Gary Marcus, a machine learning specialist and professor emeritus of psychology and neuroscience, sounds like a real dummy here, <clears throat> gave testimony to the Senate Judi Judiciary Committee on privacy, technology, and the law. And during that testimony, he said this, quote, Fundamentally, these new systems are going to be destabilizing. They can and will create persuasive lies at a scale humanity has never seen before. Outsiders will use them to affect our elections, insiders to manipulate our markets and our political systems. Democracy itself is threatened, end quote. Well, barring the usual conversation about democracy versus representative republic, um, I wonder how much of this is like the proliferation of chatbots and uh, AI and all these different things on the interwebs. At what point does that just become uh, an uncontested battle space? Like, I don't know how many people, but it's a lot, don't watch TV anymore. Because of the ads, right? Like, you watch one of those um, pharmaceutical ads. It's a two-minute long ad, and it's like, get the new, the new knife shot, because the knife shot is exactly what you need if you have uh, moderate to severe psoriasis, knife shot. Knife shot may cause bleeding and clots and ulcers and cancer and uh, cataracts. And, right, and it's 30 seconds of ad, 90 seconds of disclaimer. Nobody watches that anymore. Right? Or very, very few people do. People don't watch television anymore. People don't watch um, the news media anymore, right? We just pivoted away from that. So at what point does the inter interwebs get filled with robots, literally and figuratively, and we're just like, mm, nah, nah, I'm out, not doing it. I think that's possible. Well, what shall we pivot to, Bear? What, where will we get our news from? I don't know. I don't know. Something else will uh, fill that need, right? Because nature abhors a void. But I think it's possible that uh, the robots might work themselves out of a job because I don't know about y'all but I'm a little distrusting of the artificial intelligence <laughs> natural intelligence is mm, shaky at best most days right now from our leadership I don't trust the people by and large who are involved with the interwebs like I don't think I trust the robots that were programmed by the people who are in charge of the interwebs and I know somebody's gonna put in the comments the three laws of robotics and that, that that's great um, if they're adhered to because somebody has to program the robot to adhere to those three laws of robotics right And willing to admit my biases, one of the five movies I've seen in my life is Terminator 2 on multiple occasions. And I just don't want some, you know, modern day Cyberdyne Systems type crap going on right now. 
A preprint research paper created by researchers from Google, MIT, and Harvard has revealed that large language models can predict public opinion very accurately if given access to particular media input. What does this mean? Was ist das? Strategies can be fine-tuned to influence voters. Internet searches could feed undecided voters information specifically designed to turn the political tide. Are there undecided voters anymore? Is there just like a flock of Amish people that just come walking out of the woods in Ohio somewhere and they're like, we're here to vote for the president. Like, they don't know what's going on. Like, are the Amish even getting on Google to get their political input? Probably not. Who's undecided out there? Well, I just don't know. Do we want the 84-year-old guy who can't finish a sentence? Do we want the lady who's, you know, got a body count of 270 plus and her husband was doing obscene things with his intern in the Oval Office? Probably not. Do we want the orange man or do we want the guy from Florida? I don't know. Like, who doesn't have an opinion on this at this point? Who doesn't have an idea of who they're going to vote for? Undecided voters. Where? What demographic is filled with undecided voters at this point? The political system in this country, probably by design, has become so polarized that I don't think there's less than 10% of the entire country are swing voters or undecided voters. Like, Besides that, what does it matter? One word for you. Dominion. Dominion. Whoever the Federal Reserve decides the next president is going to be, that's who the next president's going to be right? Interesting as well. If you look at the, uh, just the, the, the facts and data of the Trump 2016, um, election and then presidency, right? His argument was that his, his second, uh, term in office was stolen by these dominion voting machines, right? Yet and still he's running again. And what rectification has taken place on the voting system that would ensure that he would actually get elected this time? What is that sound that I hear? Those are crickets. Nothing. Nothing has changed. Not a thing. But, but, vote for me this time. It'll be a fair and balanced election. Will it? I, I don't think so. I'd... Which is why I think even though we talk about the national and international news here three times a week, we should be very focused, in my humble opinion, on these things that are much closer to home. How can you affect um, your household, your neighborhood, your town or city, your county? I think that matters as much or more than who the president of the United States is. Kershaw, flipper. I know. Why am I playing with this? Because I'm a little uh, ADHD this morning. Um, I got this to go on my headrest in the vehicle next to a tourniquet because it's got a window breaker and a seatbelt cutter on it. And can one really have too many knives? Probably not. Probably not. And I've got two knives. One for each of you. One for my uh, visor in my truck and one for my wife's. So, what model is that, Bear? I don't know. It's a Kershaw. You can probably find it on the interwebs. If you can battle your way through the robots to find it. 
Where were we? Strategies can be fine-tuned to influence voters. Internet searches could feed undecided voters information specifically designed to turn the political tide. What's more is if chatbots are permitted to give false information, they may be able to completely alter someone's political beliefs without even knowing that they're being influenced. Again, who at this point doesn't know that they're being influenced? Like, maybe maybe it's just me, but um, how have you not had the scales fall from your eyes since 2020 with the global pandemic and the election cycle and all, like how do you, how are you not awake yet Sam Altman the CEO of OpenAI has expressed one of his main concerns quote the more general ability of these models to manipulate to persuade to provide one-on-one -on -one interactive disinformation especially as humans continue to outsource more and more of their own critical thinking in the face of technology <sighs> I think, I don't know, but I think this uh, busted up fragile system is going to teeter off the edge of existence at some point. And I think that we will be arguing for centuries afterwards, made it happen or let it happen. The end result will be the same. I think we are experiencing a controlled demolition of the system of the United States of America so that other power players can um, rise on the world stage and so that those who are in power can consolidate power even further. I also think, you know, both sides of the coin here, I also think, still believe that the United States is the best looking uh, horse in the glue factory. And that if we can get our poop in a group, if we can act appropriately, that there's an opportunity to to stem the flow of blood, to turn the tide, if you will, and not necessarily be subjected to the whims of they. And so one must prepare on a minimum of two fronts. One is continued normalcy, asterisk, however we define it. The, the fact that it's Monday morning and um, we have work to do and places to go and people to see and normalcy, right? And the other is Oh no, the freaking world has ended. What do we do? That's why we prep, right? But either way, I think normalcy, the end of the world as we know it, uh, approaches quickly. And those with the ability to improvise, adapt, overcome will do well. Those without the ability to improvise, adapt, overcome will not do well. And improvisation while excellent for jazz and uh, certain other genres of music has a an element of unpredictability to it which is why we prep in the first place so that we can mitigate as much risk as possible <sighs> but i think the big they the council on foreign relations the 300 the illuminati the reptilian overlords the global banking cabal whoever you want the you know the the pleiadians whatever you're into right they are trying to perform a controlled demolition on the system so that they can exert more power and influence okay so how do we deal with that don't be part of the system Oh no, that building over there collapsed. Cool, I wasn't in it. It sucks for the people who were in it, but I wasn't in it. Right? Like, don't be in it.
couple other things I want to look at this morning. Uh, as I mentioned at the opening, it is week seven of 50 weeks of preparedness, and we're going to talk about water this week. Now, today being Monday, what we're going to talk about today is how much water do you need to set aside for you or the people you love per day? Now, the standard prepper rule is one gallon per person per day. And that's a cute little number, and that's probably your bare minimum that you need to survive. An adult, like minimum, is going to need a couple quarts of water per day. In practice, having done what we've done with Grindstone Ministries and deployed to disaster zones 37, 38 times now? We'll call it 37 times now. Um, it looks like actually three gallons per person per day, and, and here's why. A good rule of thumb in my experience is one gallon for drinking, one gallon for washing, because one must maintain their sanitation, right? you got to wash your dirty butt. It's just a fact. Otherwise, you're going to get sick, you're going to get gross, you're going to make other people sick. It's just washing your hands, washing your pits, washing your nether regions. You need to do this every day. Um, and then one gallon per person per day to prepare food, because what a lot of people misunderstand in the prepper space is that the vast majority of your long-term food storage is unconstituted. Rice and beans, right? Well, guess what it takes to cook rice and beans? Water. Well, no, no, no. I have my freeze-dried meals. It came in a bucket that I got from U.S. Patriot Tactical Supply dot corn or whatever. Okay, well, that also takes water. And so in actuality, in my experience, it looks a lot closer to three gallons per person per day. And so that gives you a benchmark that you should look to hit. Now, water is bulky. We're going to get into storage on Wednesday. But let's say you wanted to have a month's worth of water in your house and there's four people in your home. So that's 12 gallons per person per day times 30 days in a month. That's 360 gallons or approximately seven 55-gallon drums full of water. That's a month's worth of water. Ooh, yeah, see, and that's why a lot of preppers really avoid the water problem because uh, it's difficult to solve, and it's especially difficult to solve solve in the city or the suburbs, which is where like 80% of the world's population lives, is in the city and the suburbs. And so rather than actually handling that problem, we just kind of stick our heads in the sand and go, la, 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 I'll find water when I need it, la, 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 negative. If you're in the suburbs, man, rainwater catchment. Yeah, but I'll get a fine for my HOA. Well, then do it in the backyard, not in the front yard. Or tell your HOA to pound sand. Or put the infrastructure in place and just don't do it yet. But then when the balloon goes up, you can catch some water. Now, in certain places of the country, if the balloon goes up during the summer where it stays incredibly dry, or if you're in you know parts of Kansas and Oklahoma right now that are experiencing uh, historic levels of drought, Spinning up your water collection when you need it is not going to be good for you if it's not raining. So, uh, we'll cover storage more on Wednesday, but I just wanted to throw that ear nugget at you. Plan for three gallons of water per person per day. Right now, as it's getting warm and soon to be hot in Oklahoma, I drink between one and a half and two gallons of water per day working outside. So, if you had prepped only one gallon of water per person per day, you're already at a deficit and if you're operating at a deficit that's going to limit your ability to be effective 
when SHTF, and I would submit to you that when SHTF happens, you're going to be uh, doing more output than you are right now. Okay? Okay, bear. Something I wanted to look at quickly uh, regarding uh, Ukraine and the ongoing special military operation there in Ukraine comes from RT, Russian Propaganda. Ukraine claims it will win the war with F-16s. With what? With F-16s. Where do F-16s come from? Oh, that's right. America. No, 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 no. We, we, the Americans, are totally not fighting a war against the Russians. Here's some M1 Abrams, and here's some artillery shells, and here's some surface-to-air rockets, and here's a bunch of intel, and here's some special military advisors, and now here's some F-16s. But we're not involved in the war over there. We're not, we're not doing that. Air defense systems supplied by the West are not enough to counter Russian drones and cruise missiles, according to Kiev. Um, yes and no. I'm in the loop on uh, what's happening over there in Ukraine. I get daily and sometimes hourly updates. And the Russians, their artillery attacks and missile attacks are in some cases effective, but in many cases there's... 30 to 50 missiles and drones that go up every night, and the vast majority of them are shot down. It's maybe 10% that are getting through. Now, 10% getting through still sucks, because if you launch 100 missiles and 10% get through, that's uh, 10 missiles that hit the ground and destroyed targets. But while the existing Ukrainian air defense systems are not 100%, Capable. They are doing a pretty good job of stopping what Russia is throwing at them. But back to the article. F-16 fighter jets would be a game changer in the conflict between Moscow and Kiev. A spokesman for the Ukrainian Air Force Command, Yuri Ignat, claimed in remarks to Ukraine's Espresso TV on Saturday. Mm, espresso. Coffee. Moose run coffee, y'all. Quote, when we have F-16s, we will win this war, end quote. Oh, now it's now it just takes F-16s and we'll win. Before it was when we have tanks, we will win. When we have artillery, we will win. When you share intelligence with us, we will win. When you come here and train us, we will win. When we have small arms, we will win. When we get some APCs, we will win. When If then, blah, 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 we will win. Now it's when we have F-16s, we will win. Ignat said, adding that Kiev has repeatedly told its Western backers that the air defense systems it has already obtained from the West are insufficient to protect all of Ukraine against Russian airstrikes. Now, what's interesting is, by and large, where Russia is uh, performing these strikes, airstrikes and missile strikes and artillery strikes, is in the areas, on the borders of the areas that Russia already controls. The next Donetsk, Luhansk, Crimea, southeastern Ukraine, and then along the Russian border and Belarusian border to the northeast and the north. But into the heart of the country, very few attacks are taking place. Quote, the territory of the country and the length of the state border are big, and the front line is over 2,500 kilometers long, end quote. The Air Force spokesman said, Counting Ukraine's border with Belarus, its Black Sea shores, and the border with Moldova's breakaway region of Transnistria as parts of the front line. Transnistria. You know what happened in Transnistria? They got um, a cargo ship full of Bud Light. They accidentally drank it, and now they're all trans. 
It would be impossible to cover such an expanse with air defense systems, Ignat said, adding that the U.S.-made F-16 fighter jets would become, quote, a part of the air defenses, end quote, and would be used in areas not covered by the ground-based systems. The Air Force spokesperson also said that the Soviet-made jets that Ukraine has been using cannot effectively counter Russian unmanned aerial vehicles, most of which are the Iranian-built Shahid drones, BT-dubs, and cruise missiles. He added that Kiev also plans to use the U.S.-made jets in offensive operations. Oh, so now the U.S. is definitely funding a war against Russia. In offensive operations, and that the aircraft would significantly increase the effectiveness of anti-radar harm missiles and JDAM precision-guided munitions, which Western nations have already given to Ukraine. Right, but those don't interface with the Soviet jets that Ukraine has. Right? So it's like, I gave you some ammunition, but it doesn't fit in the gun that you have. Ukraine, Ukraine would also... Ukraine? Sorry. Words. Ukraine would also use F-16s to strike the command centers and logistical networks of the Russian forces, Ignat said, adding that this would allow Kiev to quickly seize territories that it considers occupied by Russia. Luhansk, Donetsk, Crimea... His words came just days after Washington said it would support a joint program to train Ukrainian pilots, probably in Arizona, so figure that one out, on modern jets such as F-16s and would allow allies to transfer the U.S.-made aircraft to Kiev. On Saturday, the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told journalists that President Joe Biden had informed his G-7 counterparts that Washington would let its Western allies supply advanced jets to Ukraine. Moscow blasted the decision as movement up the escalation ladder that is fraught with colossal, colossal risks for the West itself. Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova accused the U.S. of, quote, waging a hybrid war against the entire region, end quote, and of using Ukraine to achieve its own goals. You think? Yeah, I, I think Maria Zakharova is actually on top of it there with that allegation. Ukraine is a proxy war between the United States, <laughs> dash, NATO, and Russia, period, the end. It always has been. It always will be. And it's probably going to be become, at some point, the black swan event that causes Belli for open warfare between the United States, asterisk, and NATO, and Russia proper. <sighs> the implications of which, I really don't feel like jumping into that rabbit hole right now. That is the brief for today. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to talk about how to support the show, this is your polite invitation to beat feet skedaddle. Get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, Patreon. Links in the description down below to all this stuff. Okay? So use the links to your advantage. That's what they're there for. So you don't have to go clicking around the interwebs and getting jammed up by, you know, chat GPT and the AI bots and all that stuff. Patreon, this morning we discussed when are you too prepped? When, when have I prepped enough? And I'm not going to paraphrase that video here. You can watch it on Patreon. Patreon's five bucks a month. It's the best five dollars you can spend on the internet. If you sign up for a year, you get two months free. And we treat it like a prepper consultancy. You ask a question, I answer that question. And if you use your Patreon promo code at Refuge Medical, you've basically paid for Patreon for the year for free. So, yeah, it's a pretty snazzy deal right there. A lot of value right there on the interwebs. Now, speaking of Refuge Medical, um, the vast majority of things are in stock. 
the boys and gerbils who are over there, all these crazy kids that I'm letting run uh, Refuge Medical, they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job at keeping stuff in stock at refugemedical.com. All that stuff is HSA and FSA eligible all the time, 24-7, 365. So if like you have one of those accounts, a health savings account or a flexible spending account, um, and you just feel like it's burning a hole in your pocket, you can use that at refugemedical.com. Um, but these crazy kids, man, they, they've got like almost everything in stock currently, which is a feat considering that the Department of Defense, United States Department of Defense, and the Defense Logistics Agency are back in that mode of buy everything, buy, 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 buy right now, which is in of itself an indicator, right? And it's like, if the government is stacking beans and bullets and band-aids, what do you think you should be doing? What are they things coming that you don't know about, right? So as an industry insider, I can tell you for a fact that the DLA, Defense Logistics Agency, is in fact stacking beans and bullets and band-aids. And so if you're lacking in the Band-Aid department, uh, consider perusing Refuge Medical today. Just swing on by the website, do you know, cruise through the options that are there. Maybe you see something that you like. Maybe you see something that you're going to execute on on payday. You know, what, whatever floats your boat, right? We've got all kinds of cool stuff over there that um, if you should ever need it, God forbid you should ever need it, you have it. You don't want to feel helpless when somebody you love or even a complete stranger is bleeding out in front of you and there's nothing you can do about it. So we've got the ARC Advanced Ripaway Kit. This can mount on the headrest of your vehicle or all your cool tactical gear, right? You pop this open, rip this off. Now you're holding a purpose-built kit in your hand. Pop it open. Everything's wonderfully organized. Mise en place, a place for everything and everything in its place. Comes with uh, real tourniquets unlike a lot of our competition. It's like, we gave you a rubber band to use as a tourniquet. Okay, well, I guess you're gonna die then. These guys are shipping out and being received right now. These are the, this is the Origin Western IFAC, made in Origin Camouflage. Uh, we are the only company on the planet that has permission to use this pattern to make first aid kits. Super cool, partnered up with uh, Jocko and Pete over at Origin USA. You got your shears on the outside with your shart right here. Shears active retention tab, the shart, right? Not to be confused with the turd uh, tactical utility retention device, shock cord. You got your tourniquet and your shears. And then inside of here, what's super cool, you pop this open. Inside of here, you have a water filter. Look at that, bro. Look at that. Yep. You got a water filter right there. A Sawyer Mini with the squeeze bag. Right. We're already here. I guess we'll just open it up, right? It's got this really cool black lattice um, fabric that the internal inner pouch is made. See, the outer pouch stays attached to your kit. The inner pouch comes out so you can use it. Pop this open. I've still got trauma med gear. Like, uh, I got my quick clot, my triangle bandage, curlex, rolled gauze, 2x2s, 4x4s, 5x9s, eye shield, iPad, flat duct tape, medical tape, pressure bandage, I've got a tourniquet right here. I've got in the back. I've got my chest seals. I've got my burn tech dressing. I've got my nasal pharyngeal airway back here for maintaining a patent airway. Right? I've got all that trauma medicine stuff, but I've also got my water filter. I've got my uh, my syringe for 
back uh, flowing my filter so that I don't get Giardia or any other nasties. And I've got my fire starter right here, Made in America fire starter. So you've got some survival capability as well as trauma medicine capability, which is what makes this a great kit for like if you're going to go out in the woods and do stuff. Cool? Cool. So we got all that stuff at refugemedical.com. Uh, there is free shipping at the store right now, uh, domestic free shipping. So check that out as well. Okay. Okay, bear. Um, refuge training. When I get done with this video, I'm going to go over to uh, Pecola, Oklahoma, which where this entire week there are classes going on at uh, refuge training. So yeah, there's also classes coming up in Boise, Idaho and in Tell City, Indiana. Now, some people have said, Tell City? That's in the middle of nowhere. You couldn't do one closer? Well, first of all, we've done Indianapolis like four times now, I think. Second of all, Responder 3 is force on force. And trust me, the Holiday Inn doesn't love it if you do force on force in the Holiday Inn. Ask me how I know. Do I have any alumni from Philadelphia in the chat? Yeah, what's up? They don't, they don't love it when you uh, shoot some guns in their hotel. So part of why the classes are held where they are held is so that uh, we can do things like that and not get arrested slash fined tens of thousands of dollars for destroying the Holiday Inn. So Oklahoma classes are going on this week. There will be more in the future. Uh, you can still get there. If you want to come to class at the end of this week, check it out, refugetraining.com. Also, Indiana classes and Idaho classes. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, grindstoneministries.com, man. Um, it's uh, super cool. We are working on the takeoffs for our architectural prints right now to get a materials list and a costing for Caleb House, which is our uh, juvenile restoration human trafficking survivor facility, right? Which is big words for a place to put kids who have been seriously raped by assholes back together again. If you'd like to support that, you can visit grindstoneministries.com. Hit the, uh, you know, sign up for the email blast, hit the donate button, do all that stuff, and bless you and thank you to every one of y'all who have already done that. And of course, you can find links to the Caleb House swag, t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, all of which support the building of Caleb House, and uh, our brother Saw's t-shirt, Facts Not Feelings, and our brother Rex's t-shirt, uh, links in the description, all of which come from Sanctified Supply Co., so go check them out as well. And uh, yeah, man, I, I can't thank you boys and gerbils enough. We've got uh, two dozen kids ages 1 to 19 in our care right now, and it costs over $30,000 per month to meet all of their needs and most of their wants and to put these kids back together again. You know, the doctor's visits and therapy and just playtime and keeping them away from the assholes that did the bad shit to them in the first place. And we couldn't do that without you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love y'all. Have an awesome day. It's Monday. Go out there and kick a metric S-ton worth of ass today. Okay? Okay, bear. Shalom, y'all.